everybody. Guess what? This episode of the Kind of Funny Games cast is brought to you by Blue Apron. I'm Greg Miller, and you know I have a show called Hashtag Cooking with Greggy, and I used Blue Apron when I started to fall in love with cooking. Why? Because it's simple. It's not It's not, It's not. not going to get in your head and confuse you. All You know what you do? You, you sign up. You pick the meals you want. They send you the meals. It comes prepackaged ingredients. It comes with instructions. You go step by step. They got little pictures. You figure it all out. You eat it. You say, this was good. Maybe I didn't like that. Do this. You save the cards. You can make it on your own. You can impress your friends. You can get your own cooking show on Kind of Funny. What? No, just my cooking shows on Kind of Funny. And if it's not successful, it'll never happen again. So make sure you watch it. Anyways, you can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash gamescast. You will love how easy it is to make these delicious meals. So please go to blueapron.com slash gamescast. Get your free meals. What else are you going to eat? A shoe? Blue Apron, a better way to cook. I can never remember. I always think it's going to be what else are you going to eat? A shoe. Because I made that up and always say that. But it turns out that's not the tagline they like to use. What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode 132. Oh my god, I thought you were going to do it. Of the kind of funny games cast, as always, I'm Tim Gettys, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games. Andy Cortez. What's up, guys? Excuse me. Greg Miller. Oh God, no! You do, and, you and do it, then, tough guy. Once again, Andy Cortez, give us, give us it, give us the goods. <laughs> there Come we on, go. guys! It's Jeez. so fun. Fucking amateur. Now, I understand here. that you're not good at your job mm-hmm. and could never make a porty plush happen, but True. we need to make an Andy doll happen where you pull the string and he does that. Mm, okay, <laughs> and I'm wearing a sombrero. About that. <laughs> <laughs> but you're a little bit overweight. <laughs> thing. <laughs> they sell those on the border. I know, that's what I'm saying. If we dial it back and then just steal those, we're fine. Oh. We buy them in bulk from yeah. people selling them on the street. My God. We sell them. How are you guys doing? Good, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm good. good. I'm hungry because what? we went to a sandwich place. I didn't know it was a sandwich mm. place, so I got a salad. And I thought I was salad. I thought I was full on the salad, and now it's oh, like no. already... You got to that point where you're at? Mm. Just why don't you like sandwiches now? Because the sandwiches are really good. Nah, There's man. a whole gog topic about it. I'm aware, but I'm just like, the sandwiches there aren't like depressing White like bread and bland witches. <laughs> Ours was delicious. <laughs> it is good. We had the you chicken pesto. You just took the chicken out of it with the pesto and just been no. like, that's a good time. Well, fuck a duck, good man. Time for- I'm familiar with that phrase. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Kind of Funny Games cast. Each and every week we get together, talk about video games, all the things we love about them. You can get it early by going to patreon.com slash games. How early? You can watch it live with us. Or you can get it every Friday as one big VOD or MP3. Or you can get it for free later uh, on that? YouTube.com slash games. Kevin's not here uh, to stop me. I can every, close that to the walls I want. Every Monday. It, uh, it goes live for people. Um, and also on iTunes and podcast services around the world. If you would review us, that would be really cool because that helps us in the algorithms and all that stuff. And that helps us, you know, make more Find stuff. Find new best friends. More and it's shout just out the to algorithm of the night. What's up? Patreon producer Tom Bach. You Tom the Bach. Man the man. With the plan. You make these things happen. Gamescast has been fantastic. Solely because of Thank you. Thank you so much. And for that. I agree. We, it's definitely we, not us. Definitely not us. What have you been playing Greg Miller. Hey, it's me. I've been playing a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. I can finally talk about most of it, too, because we've been under embargo for everything. All three of us played Uncharted, The Lost mm-hmm. Legacy. Yeah. The review is up at youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. 
I hope this is. Let me just go ahead, Andy. I hope this is a little bit more laid back than the Uncharted review. I felt the Uncharted review I had to be very serious and very like prim and proper. I hope I can, you know. Have you ever been on the Gamescast before? <laughs> Do you know what this no, is? No, I just had an exclusive once. Oh, wow. That's oh, your, your first my first Gamescast. Game oh, okay. Yeah. I got to yeah, tell, no, some, I got to tell somebody on the Reddit today that you were coming because they were they demanded more of you. Coming see you. I don't know if you noticed. They, they, no, I, they, they mm. like you a lot. And so I have to hear about it all the fucking time now mm-hmm. that they want you on everything. Is the fourth chair on everything. Why isn't Andy on everything? So they finally got their wish so they can shut up now. Speaking of Andy. Get off my back about fucking Fightful. <laughs> and speaking of cum, uh, there, was a, there was a party mode where we both made cum jokes within two seconds of no, each other. No, not even. It was like on top of each other. It was on top of each other. That's yeah. usually where yeah, you come. Yeah, it was. Uh, and then you, you did the whole meme explosion thing with the rap air horns. And you were like, double cum joke combo. Combo. That's good. That's good. <laughs> That's good. No, no, double cum joke combo. Combo. Great. So we've been playing Uncharted. Yeah. Uh, reviews up. I don't know, do we? Is, where are you, where are you following with Uncharted? Is that topic of the show we're going to talk about Uncharted? In? There's a lot of Uncharted in in the topic of the okay, show. So the topic good. of the show will be discussing kind of the forty dollar price point sure. of Uncharted and and because now that the reviews are officially out and we get to see everyone else, there's a lot of hullabaloo about how this game is being reviewed because sure. it's being compared to the other Uncharted. Right. But it's just DLC. But we'll talk about that later. All right, cool. So I won't. I'll, so we played Uncharted. Uh, I played City Skylines. Uh, the first night that I got a code for it, I had a, that and Sonic Mania at the same time. Uh, went back and forth between them. City Skylines uh, runs really well on PlayStation 4. Uh, I'm impressed with the in, uh, the interface for it. I didn't play the Xbox One version, even though I got a code for it back in the day. But I played it on PC. I like you know SimCity. I like those kind of games. Uh, I jumped in, had a good time. My first city failed miserably, so I'm excited to get in there and learn from my mistakes because it is a little bit different. Mm. But it is also it's a little bit different in terms of like the way the mechanics and systems work together. But then it is super similar to what SimCity was slash is and so that was a little off-putting to me as I, I, somebody who played cities when it first came out and hadn't come back for any of it to get the updated version or you know this new console version it feels a lot like SimCity, and that actually is hampering my desire to go back because i love that game that's a great thing it's just not i put so much time into the most recent SimCity that to go back in and fuck around with one that's different but same isn't really for me mm. i need to get back to sonic i'm sure you guys love a whole bunch of sonic impressions and stuff since then uh but the big thing I i've don't. been playing that i can finally talk about is madden yeah, uh, got my Madden 18 code. Is that sarcastic? Or are you real? You, no, you man. Dick? Okay, because you know a lot of people in the. No, when when they showed that story mode off in, yeah. in at E3, yeah, it they reminded me a lot of the 2K story stuff, right. and I love that stuff. So go and ahead. that was the thing is I got Madden. I think the Saturday or Friday of the bachelor party. So it's totally one of the things like as we were getting a plan, I'm like motherfucker. There, of course, there's the code now that I've left my PlayStation 4. Now, story thing aside. Are you excited about Madden? Like yeah, a thousand percent. Like I, I, this is what we talked about in the Peter Brown episode. When we ran through the games. Uh, you know, we are excited about coming up. And if you're not into Madden or you don't care about football, stick with me because I'm not going to talk about like the nuts and bolts part of it. I do want to talk about long shot. But you know, when I, I was like, are you making fun of me? Because it's this weird thing of like liking a sports game in the, our industry and uh, social circles is kind of like the opposite of like when you're you know growing up in high school the jacks are the cool kids blah blah, blah and like they make fun of the nerds like us but then now that we have our own nerd group people who like sports games get made fun of all the time i enjoy or just Madden. sports in general yeah. yeah spurs what up you know what i mean the champions <laughs> what, a, what a joke champions that is the joke yeah exactly the spurs yeah you know what i mean david robinson out they there. lost andy John Stockton, they Tom didn't win. Uh, but no, so Peter Brown was like, well, how much are you going to play? And like, my whole thing is, you know, I used to do the Bobby Let's Plays back at IGN. I love doing those because it was an excuse to play it. And I had a couple friends in, who have now moved away, like Sean Norton, uh, who I used to, we'd get together, we used to always, we used to do this every week. we do it usually like once a year where we got together and played hella mad. And so it was always fun. It was always great. 
Uh, and so I got the code. And I was excited more than anything about Longshot because it was that story mode they showed at E3 looked cool. I'm excited to do it. And I like that there's an end to it. Whereas with Madden, when you play Madden, it is I'm going to go in, I'm going to do Dynasty, I'm going to do the season thing, and it's, it just never ends. It never ever stops, and it never feels like a great point to jump out of. Jumped into Longshot mode, completed it last night. Uh, I did it over two nights, but you could easily do it in one giant night. Uh, I want to say it was between four and five hours. It's a little hard because, you know, I think I put 45 minutes in the first night. Then I played a bit, but broke for dinner last night and da, 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 you know, something like that. So four to five hours long. Long shot is incredibly special. It is one of those things that I, I wasn't sure when I'm playing it, like you start easing into it. It's very much like, well, what is this going to be? What am I going to get? Is it going to live up to that trailer? Is it going to... What what the fuck is this going to be? Because you say I've played you know the things before where, where it's like okay cool in sports games you're this guy you're the blue chip all star you're going to do this thing now play two high school games and then move or this NCAA two high school games go to college come from college go to Madden you know you're the all star mm-hmm. long shot isn't that and it also isn't here's the biggest praise I can give it to you and I know a lot of you guys don't care about sports EA would be silly not to take long shot in six months to however long they want to and put it up by itself as a piece of DLC. Cause it really is. Hey, what if telltale made a sports game? It's not like, okay, cool. Like go, there are like two or three major sections that are like, cool. You need to play this, these four downs or whatever and try to get a touchdown. If you fail, it's like, all right, you have to do it again because is the gameplay Madden. Yes, but it's super light. Cause at first what it is, is I was telling you about the first night I came in and I was like, I played and played and played and there was no sports. There was nothing. And it was just choices and decisions. Cause the story here is that you're this kid named dev, right? You, the, you have your friend Colt played by Scott Porter. What up? Scott Porter, friend of the show. And, uh, you guys want to go to the regional combine to try to get to the super regional combine, try to get noticed by scouts and get into the draft for the NFL. Right. And so you go to the, you're having all these discussions. It opens with, you know, this, like, uh, the video we saw at E3 of you playing in the front yard with the Colt and then your dad and your dad, whose name I have to look at because i know him as remy from house of cards mm. people know him from uh, what is it moonlight moonlight yeah oh, and then Marsh- Marshala ali, ali. Yeah. yeah exactly exactly uh he's Mahershala. the he's the father no no you got it oh. there's it's oh it is Mahershala. 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 yeah Mahershala. um he's the father figure yeah i mean no spoilers here he dies you know so like you're it this gets this whole narrative get weaved. You know that he dies early on, though, so I'm not spoiling that. So you're going out to honor his memory. He was always there. You're having these flashbacks to him and stuff like that. And what's weird about it is jumping in, I was like, all right, cool. When's it going to be? I thought I'm going to be this like I'm a college star, this fucking stud that everybody wants a piece of, and I'm going to go out and do this and like blah blah. It's not that at all. It is this very not grounded. There's leaps of logic and you know it's video games and sports and all these like great breaks for this kid. But it is the fact of like. You played a year at University of Texas. You bailed out. You like you just quit the team. Everybody hates you for it. The University of Texas hates you for it. When your father died, you just let, walked away from it all. And now you're trying to get back into it. So you're going into it with all this baggage on you. You're a lapsed football person. It's been three years since that happened, maybe even four. And you go into this story mode. And what it is is you're being judged and graded on everything you do, every choice you make. So it's like Colt when you're walking into your guys are late to get into the combine thing the, to sign up basically, and you're coming in and Colt's live streaming everything on his phone. Colt, yeah, Colt. Okay. What is Did it? he go to UT with you? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Colt McCoy, man, Scott Porter. Well, yeah, well, they mean, rip yeah. it off. I wonder is is he a white dude quarterback? Yeah. Wait, wait, no, he's not a quarterback. Okay. He's a wide receiver. Oh, okay, gotcha. yeah, yeah. You're in Mathis, Texas, small town football's life. You know, what I mean, it, 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 Scott Porter. If you don't Rocky know, Rocky and Tom Tom, do they get involved? Please stop. Please don't insult us. Okay. <laughs> 
I don't make fun of anything you like ever. Never. So I don't think you <laughs> Never. Never. They're in Mathis, Texas, small town. It, it, it's very influenced by Friday Night Lights. If you don't know, I keep saying Scott Porter. Scott Porter's from the TV show Friday Night Lights. Um, you get there, though. Oh, that's right. That's kind of cool. Yeah, and Colt's doing the whole, like, he's live streaming as he walks in and talking. And he's like, hey, you know, pose for a photo with me. And you guys are already late. So, it, like, pops up as a choice. Like, do you wait for it or do you not wait for it? Or do you take the photo or you just, or, you know, demand to go in? And then you make those choices and that starts going into like your scouting report because it is how you handle yourself off field. Because like when you're being scouted, it is how fast you run, you know, how great you can, how high you can jump. But it is also, are you a hothead? Are you going to totally fuck this up? Are you going to Alton Smith it and fucking do drugs and drive cars all over the fucking place like a psychopath? Like it's this really crazy story mode you're going through that is interesting it's well acted it's poignant like there was a, a point that I, I don't want to spoil not that it, i mean you can imagine where some of these pain not pain points but like touching moments are going to be of like where i'm playing and jen was watching for a while and she's like fuck like madden coming with the feels like you know what i mean like it was actually telling you something and it's so well done and it's that same thing of like that's exciting we see video games all the time that have all right cool scott porter's in it or not, not scott but like this famous guy you know is in it you know the guy from this famous person you know is in it and they're in it for two seconds and that's it and it's just in and out and it's done like when you finished long shot and like the credits are rolling they run all the footage of them making the game and it's all of them in the ping pong ball suits with their faces lit up and the camera it's like you know what they do for uncharted what they do for last of us wow and that was the thing where i texted scott i'm like holy shit you actually got to hang out with dan marino because like dan marino's a, 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 a towards the end of the story like comes in as like your mentor or whatever and it's like holy fu-. and he's like yeah and he showed this and he did that and it's like the story's interesting uh I don't want like there's like I said jumps in logic. I don't want to spoil it, but this isn't a story beat, right? You go to the Middle East, right, for like to go like to the army, like with Dan Marino and show him off or whatever. Not show him off, but like not a USO tour, but something similar to that, right? To my knowledge, this is the first time there's ever been a female character in Madden who plays football. Like you, you guys do a pickup game with the army, and this woman plays and she's awesome, and they make all these comments about how fast she is, and she's like beating Colt and stuff, and it's like that's fucking rad and like there's a cool like like spark between them that's really well done and active we're like that's it's a they they kept saying coming up right they wanted this to be a movie they wanted this to be a tv show kind of thing and it totally has that feel that now to the point we were making before sorry i got way off track but i'm so excited about this and there's so much to talk about it because it i came in with the expectation of wow this is gonna be a cool story mode and it it exceeded those in so many levels in the way of like you'll be playing it and it's still very clear of like oh right these are the madden guys like desks are bare like you know what i mean like the handshakes will sometimes get hidden by like you know the like widescreen because i'm it's a pain in the ass to animate hands that are doing stuff that your game doesn't do why would you ever Mm. do that and it's the same thing of like there's a couple different times where you as dev walk into these like you know giant arenas and people are cheering or you're going for a press conference and it's always filmed just at you right and then like flash bulbs and sound because what's the fucking point of Madden going to animate a giant gymnasium they're never going to use again just for you to see that? Like, So there's little things like that of like, oh, like Bioware would have done this differently. And I know they somehow helped with this or whatever. Their, yeah, their, names, in the credits. That, yeah. their names are in the credits, but it's not like it's their, it's not like a triple A Bioware game is what I mean by that. Um, however, like when you get to the gameplay of it, the first parts of it, like where other than making choices and seeing how all interacts and seeing your scouting grade go up and your, you know, performance go down, it's, you go in and it's it's quick time, right? So it's like, all right, you're taking snaps in the field to screw around and it's teaching the things and it's like, all right, back with you know the left stick three times over once, then X, then you have to move the cursor over to where it's going to be and hit square or whatever, stuff like that. And it's like, oh, cool. Like, am I ever going to play real Madden in this? And the answer is no. You never get 
full on, let's play a game. Hey, do this. It is, you do get to, hey, there are a few downs. Let's get you here. You have to win this game because it's ha- you're having a flashback. That sounds awesome. And it's also totally dumbed down to the point of like, I'm out there and I, I'm just waiting in the pocket, waiting in the pocket. And then finally there's what they want me to do or the it breaks open. And it's, I don't, I think anybody could get in there and do it. The what, pocket is a football term. Got it. My apologies. Is it hot? How hot is it? It's not. It depends. If there's a blitz coming in, it's getting pretty hot. If there's there. people. Cro- yeah. yeah. If there's people encroaching on you. It is a hot pocket. If your O line isn't up to the challenge or that D line coming on in there, you got some trouble. Get a middle mm-hmm. linebacker back there. You can have the prelims. Maybe. I mean, like, that's a call back yeah. to lunch today. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who may not have tuned in, who may not have tuned in to our lunch us today. <laughs> and so the the game is one of those that just progresses kind of thing. I, there's not. I don't think, and I could be wrong. I don't think there's a fail state to it. You know what I mean? Because like it is. What's interesting about it, especially for someone like you, I feel, and what is interesting about the characters I was going back to, right? You're this guy who washed out, who kind of had the world at his fingertips and left. Nobody believes in you. Nobody trusts you. And even when you're in the learning curve of it, like, you know, there's a, a uh, there's a, a coach, Coach Jack Ford, who, again, is so well done, I stopped to Google it. Where I was like, is this a real former NFL coach? I don't remember because in his office he has photos that I guess they went in and, like, superimposed him in with Tom Brady and stuff. Oh, and I was cool. like... I don't really not know this because he's opening up about how he like when he was a hothead coach, he totally put it all in this rookie and it blew him out and ruined his career. And I'm like, they didn't just make this up, right? <laughs> like, what is fucking going on? But it's so well done and it's all so believable as you go through it. This but, is unbelievable that we're talking about a Madden game. Right I know, <laughs> and then I'm going this long on it, encouraging everyone who has the chance to play it because it's not. It, it totally should be broken out because it is. We'll isn't, see if Madden sells. That's a franchise that's always kind of like not yeah, doing was, too great. Is this the one that can finally put it <laughs> yeah. over that hump, right? But yeah, you go through, you make all these choices. Like, and, oh, so I, was, I, I got derailed. Sorry. What would be interesting for you and interesting even for me because like I'm always the guy who likes. Don't get me wrong. I love football. I like I, I like watching the Bears like this, right? But I don't love football like Mike Mitchell or Colin did, where they watched every game and they listened to sports radio about it and cared about the preseason. I'm like, when the when the season starts, that's when I'm in. I'm there every Sunday and I'm I have that a great guy. time. Yeah, right. I have a good time. That's what I do. So like, no, no, no. I'm the hardcore. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Really? <laughs> yeah. But why don't you play Madden? Why do you want to play Madden with me? I want to play Madden with you. I didn't know. I asked you if you want to play Madden. You never said you want to play I, Madden. Okay, so I am a lapsed Madden fan. I, okay. I had every Madden from like 98 to like 2008. Yeah. And then I stopped buying it because I just like fell out of it. Sure. Um, you should give it a shot with this one because it's all side note to Madden in general, right? Is that I finished Longshot last night and I was like, oh, maybe I'll actually play some Madden now. And I was like, oh, I got some cards for uh, Mutt, which is the Madden Ultimate Team. I like that enough because they have like single player challenges in there. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, I don't want to play a whole game. I can fuck around. Going from long shot, which is like, hey, you're playing in this. Oh, so I never you're playing with these other guys who are just in Under Armour and you're fucking around in a practice field pretty much the entire game. Right. To go from that with a bunch of created, you know, just, they're generated for this mode to then jump into Madden. I was like, oh, my God, it does Madden look fucking amazing <laughs> when I went and actually played games and I'm taking snaps and I'm watching hair and like there's lights. I was like, shit, this game is beautiful. I took last year off, I think. And like jumping into this one, I was like, holy shit, this is on another level beside the point, though. Back to this, what I'm trying to say with you and what I'm trying to say to a fan who it's not, finds this interesting but doesn't know football. Your character, which is, again, a leap of faith and doesn't make any sense, your character doesn't know football either. So he's kind of forgotten it all. In college, <laughs> In college, they just told him, like, all right, you're running this play. Look for these people. Go throw it, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a whole thing of, like, an explanation that I didn't even know of, like, where the coach is talking to you and he's like, all right, you're kind of stupid about all this stuff. Like, I want you to go out there and call plays like we do in the NFL. And you're like, I don't know what that means. And he's like, he breaks down what, like, when you hear somebody go, like, Delta 32, left, right, Y, slant, blah, blah, blah. Spider 2, Y, banana. And they go through and then, and, and 
and what it is, it isn't you. John Gruden. It isn't you picking the right formation or doing the picking the play or playing the play. It's you on the field with holding your you know, holding your helmet and him parroting it to you, and then you doing a a remembering thing to go oh, back and cool. build the play he just told you about, right? And it sounds stupid, but it's such an interesting. Oh. I wouldn't have thought of that. And there's another one where you go in there and like he's trying to like the coach is a hard ass. Obviously, at the beginning he doesn't believe in you. He doesn't want you to be the long shot, and so it's in there and he's showing you things and he's like, all right, let's test you. And he shows you like a formation. He's like, what, who is this defender? And it's like, it pops up. Is he a cornerback, a safety or that? And then later, like you go by and you come back and do another one. It's like, all right, now show me who the, you know, defensive end here or whatever, stuff like that. And you, you go through and pick it. And if you get it wrong, he's like, oh, blah, blah. he's like going to be mad no matter what. Cause he just doesn't trust you or believe yeah. you. But it's this fun thing of like, Hey, we can teach you football as well, even if you don't. Like, no, not that you're ever going to use this in any real scenario, but it's kind of cool. <laughs> is that annoying as someone that knows football, though? No, because for me, again, I know football in quotes where I can do it. But it's like when he was doing the thing of like pulling out and it was like, what what formation is this defensively? And I'm like, oh, God, I four three. Exactly. Cover two. I, I know. I, I know like three, three fours four. and four threes because of Bears defense. Right. And it wasn't those. And I was like, duh, fuck. And I got it wrong. And it was like, oh, God. And then it plays into the thing where like Colt, who's your friend who's been around forever and the coach have this conversation of like. This is how they, they, and it's like interesting facts. Like, you know, when Cam Newton came in, he couldn't remember anything. So they dumbed it down and only made him do check downs on one side of the field. And like, it's just really a fun, cool story that doesn't make you feel stupid for not knowing certain things about football because he oh. doesn't know about it either. It's interesting. It's well acted. The stories, I mean, I was just, I was literally like, I finished it and the few friends I have on the Madden team, I text, or I text, the one guy I texted, and I was just like, you guys, I know you're going to get heaped with praise about this game overall. You do every year. Madden's great. But, like, this thing is something special. Like, this, this thing is something fucking really, really cool. Good for you, EA. Yeah. It's Good no NFL you. 2K4. Yeah, there's uh, no first-person yeah. helmet <laughs> I'm still waiting for the remaster of, of Madden 2012. Oh, and, and as a hook for you to this whole thing, right? Mm. Which is what I was saying. Oh, I didn't even what the whole thrust of the story and the narrative here is that you know your dev uh, Devin Wade, you go to the the com the regional combine and you get approached by these two television producers and they're like we're doing a show called Long Shot and where we're picking somebody from these things to then get professional coaching to do all things like a reality show mm. and then he goes there and it turns out and not a spoiler that there's like a bunch of other long shots and you have to do these games to beat them out and it's all reality show done like a bachelorette it. kind of garbage yeah, and stuff let's go. and they, then it gets yeah, to they, them. I think they did that with the with the Cowboys they had like a local thing where they're all these random like people were trying out for the team yeah. they actually had like a show and I I forgot enough. what it was called but it, uh Lucky Whitehead is a, no 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 I forgot the dude who won but yeah he actually made the team it was fucking And cool. then it's the same thing of like okay cool and like they put you in front of a press conference and you have to pick your choices and like things can start that to go bad. Rad. You do interviews with uh, the sports talk show guys, Jim Miller, uh, f- former Bears quarterback. You talk to him for a while and like it's there's it there's so much cool shit and like again, not by the end, even by the end, even when you you've won long shot, obviously, you know what I mean? Like you the, you did the show and everybody it, who's there thinks you're great. When it gets to the draft, everybody's still like, you're a sideshow freak. Like you win. I, when I got to the final challenge and I beat it and they're like, yeah, he's won, he's done it. He's completed all challenges, long shot. And like fireworks are going off. It's like, cool credits. No, there's like a whole other section of like, let's see what happens to you on draft day when nobody fucking wants you because they all think you're just some psycho or not even psycho, but some carnival freak. And it was like, this is awesome. It doesn't end with like number one in the draft. They take blah. It's like, this is really fucking cool. It's real. Yeah. All right. Well, the show was called fourth and long and it was Jesse Holly who won. Okay. And his Twitter name was Mr. Fourth and long. It was on spike TV. Nice. Hosted by Michael Irvin. 88. 88. Shout out to Chad Johnson. He pops up in this. Chad Johnson. Really? Ocho yeah. Cinco. Yeah, yeah. I love that dude. 
You also played a game by Mike Bithel, Greg. I did. Did you write down the name? Because I didn't. Oh, God, no. Uh, I just circular wrote down Mike something or other. Subterranean. Underwater Super breathing. fighter giant. Apparatus. Hold Red on. jumpsuit apparatus. It is called Subsurface Circular. This, uh, if you're watching it live right now, hi, thanks for your support. Is on circular Patreon. spelled with an S? No, please show Oh, up, that would have been just cool. Man. Triple S rank. Uh, it's a text adventure from Mike Biffle, which sounds like it would just be text, but it's not. You are a. It's. It's. Sounds goofy when you talk about it, but when you play it, it's actually cool, and I need to get back to it. I haven't beaten it. Basically, today, Mike Stealth released this game for less than $5 on uh, PC and Mac. And the idea here is that just do shorter projects, get it out, you know, you release these cool games. And what it is is that you're this robot on a, on a train going around a circle like you do it like SFO or even BART, right? Like you're just, but I guess more like SFO where you're circling this one mm-hmm. thing. And other robots, androids, whatever you want to call them, are coming in, sitting down, getting up, going to their next stop. And so you're a detective robot in this world. And it's not, Hell but it's yeah. not detective like you're you in a trench coat. A detective robot. You look like, I mean, you kind of look. Inspector Gadget. No, it reminds me <laughs> way more of the droids from episode one. Mm. Those guys. I mean, it's right, not exactly right what you look like, but that's what it's going for. And you're in a very super clean, like Elon Musk train. It's not like, it's not like a, a ROM 2064 or anything like that. It's like, it's your, it's industrial. You're robots and this is where you are in this thing. And so what happens is other robot, you know, the game opens and there's another robot across from you who starts a conversation with you through text and you pick your, your, there's, you know, you have different responses and you pick and they respond differently and da, 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 da. And the more you drill into the conversations, the more you get these like bonus objectives. I forgot what they call them where you can then take that and hit those buttons to get them to talk about that. So it'll be like, all right, I think we have nothing left to talk about or come down here and hit one of these in the, like my bucket of conversation topics that come up here. And then, you know, he gives you a case pretty much and you start then going and talking to the other people about it and then using those buckets and their buckets to get all these different things. So it's like, this guy won't talk to you unless you can really help him get here. So you have to figure out where that thing he wants to get to is. So you talk to somebody else and through asking these different questions, you get there. It's, hmm. it's, really fascinating it's really chill like i was just sitting there yesterday with headphones on it's got, they got a nice little it's got the hum of the train to it it's got a little bit of music to it and it's just going through and talking to these people it's like five dollars yeah listen i think it's 468 489 or something stealth released a game just like brand new did huh joe yeah just released an brand album new. today oh, brand new so good it'll cost 5.99 at launch with a 20 but it'll have a 20 percent discount is what's going on so that's how it's getting below five bucks right now interesting yeah check it out yeah Bithel, the homie mike biffle big fan uh, Andy, what's up? What have you been playing? Uh, I've sp- still been on that Splatoon kick, Splatoon oh. 2. Um, of course, PUBG, and then we played Uncharted. Um, I put about maybe 15 minutes into Sonic Mania in between, because I had to edit really late last night. And, uh, oh man, I just... You don't like it? It still feels like the Sonic to me that I don't like, of like, I have all this awesome momentum, and... Something fucks me up and I'm super slow again. And I, I just, I'd rather not, you know how you can go like super fast or you could be this slow. I'd rather like this be the fastest you can go and this be the slowest you can go. Like I, I it just kind of kills the rhythm for me. And again, I only played 15 minutes of it and, um, but I really want to like it, dude. Like I'm just in love with the whole vibe of it. The aesthetic is dope. Keep going. Yeah. I, just keep going, I'm going to keep playing it the, for sure. The thing with that is. You're playing Sonic wrong. <laughs> There's so many people that think Sonic is about going fast, and it's not. It's a, he does say you got to go fast. He, he does say you got to go fast, and I think that that's where the modern Sonic games come from, all the, the boost mechanics. So, like, the Sonic Generation, Sonic Unleashed, the daytime levels, and the um, 
upcoming Sonic Forces. Those games are essentially you just hold forward and just keep it in the fucking boosting. Yeah. And it's just a roller coaster where it, it's kind of more a rhythm game than anything else. Yeah. The old school Sonic platformers, the 2D ones, I, the opening levels like allow you to kind of just go super fast, hold right, and just keep jumping and you know hope for the best. And just keep that speed up. But it really is about platforming, and it really is about trying to figure out the using the the physics of the ramps and shit to not get hit by enemies, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that it's when people are trying to just go as fast as possible that you're not going to have a good time. Cause yeah, then you do hit those walls and get slowed Ba-ding! to a, to a, a stop. And it's just like, it's about exploring. Like the thing about the Sonic levels, what's different about Sonic and Mario is Mario is brilliant design where there's a bazillion levels. And the point is just having this great experience. that just keeps going and going Sonic games. This, these type of Sonic games, specifically Sonic Mania, I feel like the levels are designed way more intricately where it is about the aesthetic. It's about exploring the whole um, scope of what that level has to offer because every level has a different gimmick. Every level has something that's only seen in that level mm-hmm. from a gameplay uh, mechanic perspective. And I think that's what makes it special. It's not running through it, but it's like allowing yourself to realize what makes that level special compared to the next one. And it's when you look at the whole afterwards, you're like, oh shit, this is great. I have favorites and least favorites, you know? Whereas like with Mario levels, it's a bit harder to pinpoint. Uh, like you don't hear people talk, like you hear people talk about like, oh, Mario World's better than Mario 3. You don't really say, oh, my favorite Mario World level is this. People can tell you what their favorite Sonic levels are. I think, um, I think a lot of the frustration stems from I didn't have a huge pass with Sonic. Like I, I played it on Genesis at like a cousin's house or whatever, yeah. and then I played on Game Gear at another cousin's house or whatever. But I never had this this romantic past with him, right? I created Sonic OCs, of course, because mm-hmm. that shit was dope. Yeah, and like, and I think I was creating Sonic OCs around like what is Sonic OCs, like original, original content, okay, like original sure. characters. Just make sure yeah. Um, during the uh, like adventure days on Dreamcast and shit like that. Um, but it's the fact that there's a fucking timer on the top left that makes me want to beat this level quickly and not explore. You got ten minutes for the timer. I just if 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 you're if you want me to explore, don't put a timer on it. That's the way I feel about this game. Yeah, I mean the timer does come into play in certain levels where the point is trying to you that sure, ten minute yeah. limit does make it a little bit difficult. Yeah, specifically, yeah. I think the last level for me. Um, but I, I see what you're saying with that. That and I, I'm definitely, I again, I tried it yesterday. Joey was sitting on her desk. I was on mine. I basically just popped in the speaker so I could listen to the dope-ass music. So fucking it's good. It's so loves, fucking good. Man. And then I checked out his Twitter, and I checked out all of his, like, passes. I was like, man, this guy dude, is this fucking radical. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was just in Green Hill Zone just fucking around and... Uh, Again, just kind of getting frustrated, like, oh, man, I want to like this. Yeah, keep going. I think eventually I will. Every level, I love that every single level has different music, like even within the same zone. Mm -hmm. Act one and act two have different remixes of the same song. Every single level has a boss that is unique and has some cool thing going on about it. I've heard a lot of people raving about it. Yeah, Yeah. and it's great. I can't believe that people are this high on a Sonic game. The menus, the UI, it's fucking gorgeous. I just want... I want to be able to like the gameplay, and I'm I'm gonna probably dive in a little bit deeper in my. Would you say time. you have to get good? Uh, no. Okay, my apologies. I would have to get fast. I, I beat it on PlayStation Four, which is uh-huh. what I gave the review on last week. I started playing finally on the Switch, and man, it's right at home on the Switch. This is where this thing belongs. That's what I'm playing on right now. It's so great. Go. 
Look at you. I love it. See, I'm not going fast. So I'm the, doing the, the right The D-pad way. on the Switch. Nice and slow. Lots to be designed lazy, from, but they call, you know? it works. <laughs> Fuck this song. So tight. Not my favorite invincibility thing. I hate the, I hate the jumping noises too. Why does ta Tails? You don't have to do a jumping noise. Fuck Only idea. Stop, bro. Yeah. Miles Prowler. You play anything else, Greg? Fallen Legion. Hmm. I talked about this briefly oh, on the thing. Right. This was my plane game uh, going down to plane Vegas uh, on this here PlayStation Vita, which now has Undertale on it, which I'm very stoked to start. I fucking love your pink Vita. I like how you just pet it. I love it. Well, here's the thing. When's the last time you picked up your Vita? I moved it maybe like three weeks ago from one drawer to another. As somebody, you know how much I use my Vita. And I, and I actually used my Vita, right, before the Switch came around. Not that it's replaced it, just it's quiet. I mean, you said it replaced it a couple of months yeah, ago. Remember yeah, that? You know, I don't even know. It seemed like it was in jest. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah. I forgot about it. Vita means life. Vita does mean life. Uh, when I do pick up the Vita after like playing the Switch, it's it feels so small now. It's like, oh my God. It's like using an iPhone 5. Yeah. After you've had a real iPhone. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'm excited to get into Undertale. Jen's uh, in-law or my in-laws, Jen's parents are here this weekend or this whole entire week now. So like the TV, I think it's going to be unlocked. So I think I'm going to be doing a lot of Undertale in on that. Uh, but played Fallen Legion on there. It's a game that's been out a few weeks now. It's that one that we talked about where uh, they sent us codes. Uh, one of my you know inter industry friends works on it uh, and that the PlayStation 4 version and the Vita version are not the same game and you could buy them in a bundle and get whatever, blah, blah. In general, though, it's a game we debuted. Uh, we had the exclusive reveal as a Let's Play a long time ago, Spare Bedroom Days now. And it looked fun there, and then to jump in and play it, it is fun. Uh, it actually pans out. Stories that fucking nonsense I always hate of like, ooh, we're in cloaks and this and the, the books talking to us kind of shit. But the gameplay itself. What, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, you know, the medieval <laughs> e bullshit. We're going to go talk to a bard kind of garbage. You know what I mean? That's why you hate Game of Thrones. We got Christmas. You're goddamn shit. right, it's why. Don't even fucking You're goddamn right, it's Monster. Oh, Ramsey. Yep. What is well <laughs> lightsabers? Well lightsabers. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the gameplay is real cool. You line up your attacks down here. They execute them out. You keep you. Oh, run I blocks. played this you game. Done. This was awesome. Yeah. Right. Well, you played it with me at the with the, the let's play. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, no, shit. the games it, it came together. I'm glad the final thing's fun. I'm gonna continue to play it on my. Well, I'm gonna play Undertale now, but I'm gonna continue playing it after that and stuff. It's it's cool. I was getting it, it was challenging where I was going and I get my ass kicked and it wasn't. I'd lose and have to redo the level and it was like, well, I think I understand what I did wrong. Yeah. I didn't block it this time. I didn't do it the way they wanted to. You have these magic abilities up here along with your regular attacks. I'm real big fan of the gameplay. That was really interesting and it was a it was a fun thing that I was like, oh, I want to understand this deeper. Yeah, exactly. And that was the thing. The longer I played it on the flight to and from Vegas, it was like, oh, now I'm starting to get a rhythm with it and go with it. Also kicked uh, Kevin's ass at the Puyo Puyo Tetris. Yeah, I'm not surprised about that. Although he gave me I heard a run. he was better than than you thought. Sean Finnegan talking a lot of shit, saying mm -hmm. he is the best Tetris player in the world. Sean Finnegan's welcome to get his teeth kicked in by Greg Miller anytime. Uh, you, we should make this. Happen. Are you a coward, Sean Finnegan, or do you accept my challenge? Will Everyone, you join me here? Tweet, Every tweet at Sean Finnegan. At shot by Finnegan. Shot by Finnegan. Say your wedding photos for Greg and Jen were awesome, but Greg says you're a Tetris coward. Come one v one him, bro. Um, Undertale's PS4 and Vita, right? Yeah. Okay. It's also like a three-hour platinum, somebody said, so I'm pretty stoked about that. Mm. But I'm going to play it normally before I worry about that shit. <laughs> Good funny trophy list, too. I've talked about it a lot this week on Kind of Funny Games Daily, but the trophies are real funny in the way of, like, like the first trophy you pop because you collect an item is like, I got plenty of ideas for... It's called, like, I got plenty of ideas for tro good trophies. Mm. Like this one and this one, and then by the fourth one, I think it's, uh, I'm out of ideas, please help. <laughs> or something <laughs> to that effect. That's cool. Now it's time for this week in gaming history. 
Gentlemen, we got quite the fucking week. There's a lot of shit here. Now, this is my first time on this show. Oh, here we go. Yes. And I saw somebody mention when this, when the rebranding mm-hmm. uh, started, what do you do when you run out of these moments? This show we'll won't figure be it here. out. This show won't be here. There's anymore. a couple things. So obviously, cool. in, in a within a year of the reformatting of the yeah. show, people will forget we're, about. We're going to run into that issue. We could just do it again because at that point, we if we have different guests, they'll have different thoughts and inputs on the games. Hmm. I think maybe we retire or just retire. Yeah, come up with a new segment. Hmm. I'm this week in Andy Cortez. Yeah. I love this. Andy, what'd you put in your body this week? Uh, what what, I, what I do want to do because this is this is one of my favorite Boofing. segments on, on the show. I want to expand a little bit more because people have been talking about how much they like it. Send me some some thoughts on some stuff. If there's a game that came out, do some research, figure it out, tweet at me, and let me know. That's hey, here's a memory I have, and then we'll we'll add some of your stuff there so that we're talking about games that aren't just the same stuff we always play. You know what I mean? Let's start off with this. Four years ago on August 13th, 2013, Disney's DuckTales Remastered mm. came out on PlayStation 3. That was a moment. Remember that E3? Yeah, where when the, that song played on loop yeah, for they three days? Kill themselves over and that they booth. did a sing-along thing where everyone would do karaoke. What a great idea. <laughs> it was fucking horrible, but I loved it. No, DuckTales, classic NES game. Way better than it had any right to be. It was essentially a Mega Man game. And then one day, I'll never forget walking into IGN. Darren Brazil looks at me and goes, Tim, they just announced a new DuckTales game. And I was like, go fuck yourself. That doesn't make any sense at all. And he showed me the trailer, and I was like, this is real. This is really happening, and it looks amazing. And it was amazing. It was just a little weird, and outdated games sometimes can be a little bit outdated. Never played it. I had no soft spot for the original. Yeah, same. It was a lot of fun. The little cane. The Shovel Knight attack down thing. Yep, (laughs) yep, which is awesome. Hard to believe they ripped off Shovel Knight back then, but it's crazy. It's weird how that happens. Also four years ago, the same week on August 18th, 2013, another Disney thing, Disney Infinity. Oh. Or IP came out on PlayStation 3. Shout Wii out to John Vignocchi. Love those figurines. Yeah, they were nice. I still have some. The art style. Fantastic. I, I bought game. a bunch of them when they canceled it because they were super cheap. You're like, fuck it. I want it. Yeah. I, I told myself I couldn't. Between Nintendo's Amiibos and Disney's Disney Infinity things, I'm like, shit. This is I all. mean, this is the, the Infinity Getty's figurines look way Venn better diagram. than Amiibo. Most of them. Those are some nice Amiibos. Those new Samus Amiibos, man. They're tempting me. Yeah. The Metro the Samus Returns ones. Four years ago, on August 20th, 2013, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Blacklist. Man, four years ago was a big thing. Splinter Cell that has come out. Which one's Blacklist? PS3, Wii U, 360, and PC. I did not play that game. I don't want to play it either. I'm going to look at it. Old Sam Fisher. What's he, yeah, yeah, what's he yeah. fishing? Is this where his Sam daughter Fisher. got stolen or whatever? I don't know. Uh, it's just kind of crazy because like, I feel like I thought it was longer than that. Yeah, Splinter Cell feels like it was nine years ago. Yeah. Like the last one. But no, just four years ago. Huh. Interesting. Splinter Cell Blacklist. I was such a young... What was I doing four years ago? What year was that? 2013? 2013. 2013. I was in college, Mm -hmm. finishing up college, still working at Best Buy. Uh, My future was not looking bright. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) But you had a dope blue shirt. I did. I did. Mm -hmm. The mobile one. Oh, ew. Yeah. No, the mobile was dope. It felt good. Good oh, oh, you're right. It felt tied, dude. This is just, it's just boring. You don't got anything, right? No, I mean, it's just, it's just Sam Fisher is leaving an Air Force base when a terrorist organization assaults the base, wounding him. He's going after It just kid. sounds like another season of the show 24. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I don't remember this season. one at all. I don't think I played this one, maybe. Five years ago, on August 19th, 2012, New Super Mario Brothers 2 came out on the 3DS. And now let me tell you guys something. Lay it on me. Love Mario. 
big fan. This is the only 2D Mario game, like core 2D Mario game, that is not that amazing. Wow. People can talk shit all they want about New Super Mario Bros. Wii U or Wii or the, even the first New Super Mario Bros. on DS. I didn't hate the Wii U version. They're all great Wii U games. Was great. They're all great games. Wii U won my favorite. That was those. the one that was like 2.5 or it was like t- kind of top downy, right? Where you no, ran. that's Super Mario. That's World. That's, that's 3D World. That's 3D World. Okay. Uh, New Super Mario Bros. U was still side scrolling. Oh, oh, these ones Launch fucking game. sucked. They were insane. No, we like, got caught in the bubble, and you're like, nee, 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 yeah, nee. that was fucking garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, sucked. they're not fucking garbage. Multiplayer. They're amazing games. That everyone just More hated bad. on, but the graphics, like the art style, I they've overdone to fucking hell, and including this, where it's like, why is there a second one coming out on the 3DS, and it wasn't even good. That that was the one we had to collect all the coins. Like there was like, there's gold Mario, and you have to run and get a bazillion coins for the bank and stuff. Bad game. Gotcha. The level design. Gotcha. Bad. Not, so it's not even that it's not good. It was bad. I mean, it's still Mario. So it's probably, it's still good, but the level design just not up to par. Like it was short. I didn't have fun with it. Didn't like it. And it was the first time I didn't have fun with the Mario game. Wow. Seven wow. years ago on August 17th, 2010, Kanan Lynch 2 Dog Days came out on PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and PC to amazing reviews that didn't cause any problems yeah. for anybody. Nobody got all. in trouble. No, nothing happened there. Kanan Lynch, man. Now this one, this one's a a weird one for you, Greg. Oh, good. Twelve Blair. years ago, oh, on August sixteenth, two thousand five, Death Junior. Oh, came good out on PlayStation Portable. Yeah, the PSP game. Now, what what do you have any fun facts about Death Junior for me? No, I just remember that it was like they had a comic book too. It was like one that didn't die. No, no pun intended. It's, it's the fact that it I seemed like Google it, this. it went on forever. My fun fact about Death Junior: the first footage ever of the PSP. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, and I remember being blown away, and by a long shot, too. They put out a trailer for that thing, um, and it used the beat from Bitch Please 2 from the Marshall Mathers LP, okay. which was really interesting. Um, and it was just like a 30-second clip of him just running around, and I just remember being like, that's a portable game? Yeah. Are you shitting me? This doesn't even make sense. And they were marketing it as like, the PlayStation Portable's killer app. And it was like, wow, this thing's gonna be this is gonna be real. Seven this out of ten on IGN.com. And then sixty one Metacritic. Let me check on that review from IGN. Dunham Roper Haynes. I want ca- what t- what year was it? Two thousand five. Oh, so it oh, ended up getting delayed. So it was like, supposed to be a launch time. Juan was Castro? It? Um the site is not loading. Great, good job, IGN. Fuck. <laughs> Cause yeah, PSP came out in March in America and then the game came out in August. Backbone entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You scroll down, there's just like it just says it says good seven, good. Uh, Nick's Nick's reviewed it. Mark Nick. That was one that yeah I forgot Whoa. that they had so many people reviewing games for the PSP back then. That's Look so at how funny. many fucking words on Death Junior. <laughs> Death good for you. Mark good for Nick. you, Marty. <laughs> I read Marty's uh, uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy review and I was like I was like doing wrong. I thought it was a good review in terms of like oh we're to the point and everything else and I agree with what you're saying and then but and then everybody in the comments uh, I saw Gaff was like. Are, is this normal now for IGN? Because it was just a, like a one page compared to like when Hillary wrote like a nine page GTA <laughs> fucking four review or whatever. All right, now here's where we get real interesting, mm. boys. These next two. Whoa. I'm getting horny. 26 oh, years ago on August 13th, 1991, the Super Nintendo launched. Wow. Alongside Super Mario World, F Zero, Pilot Wings, Gradius 3, and SimCity. Damn. What a launch lineup. Yeah. What a goddamn. How is SimCity on SNES? Uh, people love it. I mean, I I didn't play it. I'm okay. not I never played dude. that. Yeah. But I mean, that was like probably like one of the first console 
SimCities that actually was playable. Sure. I've played Super Mario World. I've played that game before. You did, have you? Yeah. You, you like it? It's a deep How'd cut. How'd you feel? It's pretty interesting, man. It's got a lot of mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> Lay them on me. Like, what's some of the cool mechanics? It's in this got one? the tail stuff. Oh, it's yeah. got the you eat the fruits, those wampa fruits. Sure, sure. Flying on Yosh, yeah. and you can jump on you can jump on those dudes with the capes, and they let, they poop out a little feather. Mm. You can get that feather, and you can fly around the world. Let me tell you, just explore the, the world, world. Of, the Super Mario World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Good game, mm. man. Mm. Good game. What about F Zero? Give me the the pitch on that. Ah, just you know, you're racing. Sure, Technicolor. Racing, yeah, lots of colors, man. Yeah. So you're racing in this world that looks kind of like Star Fox, but on the ground. Sure. And you're just you're just racing around, man. Just like and that look soundtrack. At your, that soundtrack. You turn and look at your friends. Was that one of the songs? Random thing that you probably don't know about F Zero. The F stands for fuck. No, no. Didn't have multiplayer. Huh? There was no two player racing game mode in F Zero on Super Nintendo. What? Is it? <laughs> is it? Beca- is it a play on F one racing? Like oh, F, but it's zero gravity. Ah, uh, I didn't I know that F zero. I don't. I, you know. So it's Formula Zero. Because as soon as you said, "What does the F stand for?" I was like, "Oh, okay." And I was like trying to think of jokes. I was like, "Oh, F one was." Oh my god, F one is a racing thing. Yeah. And then F four. Something it stands for fuck. What's F four? You you alt F four to close out of Windows. That's true. Mm-hmm. That is true. But there's also F one button. And this is a computer game. Ah, computer graphics. Computer graphics. Everybody. Yeah. Uh, I never played SimCity. Pilot Wings can get fucked. Yeah, people hated and, Pilot Wings. Oh, I hate Pilot Wings. So stupid. I remember renting that and being like, "What Fuck is it. going this, on? This was a mistake. Mode I'm stuck seven. with this until Sunday night." Yeah. <laughs> so that was 26 years ago. All right. Now let me take you, Greg Miller. Take me further back. Back to 28 years take ago. Take me back. 28. I mean, I would have been one year old. So this being a big, I wasn't even, I wasn't even alive. No, you weren't. No, I was. Oh. I was. I'm on six August years 14th, old. 1989. I was like two months old. Alex Kidd ah. in the Enchanted Castle, Altered Beast, and Space Harrier 2 launched alongside the Sega Genesis. Sega. Altered Beast. What altered a fucking turd. Fucking turd. God damn it. That game's Can you terrible. try to sing that again? Sega. Cool. Did you get chills when you turned Sonic Mania on and heard that? No, he's got no Sega. Oh, I love. did. No, I did. No, Good. I did. I mean, I remember that sound effect, obviously. But. Sure you do. Faker. Sega. Okay. No. <laughs> Alex Kidd, did Alex Kidd do anything for you? Uh, no. I mean, I, I found a pr- appreciation for Alex Kidd through Levi Buchanan. You know, because when I got to IGN and everybody there was like such Nintendo kids, I'm like, I had a Sega Master System and a Sega Genesis. He, uh, you know, uh, Levi. That is not Sega a real kid. name, Levi Buchanan. Yeah, it is. He's awesome. And he put his Instagram. He puts up a lot of pictures of him karaoke nowadays. Uh, he, he, he was talking <laughs> about Alex Kidd and stuff like that. And I was like, I vaguely remember those games, but like, mm. you know, I was Master System. I was like, Ghostbusters. What got me in? Ghost House. Those were the games I was like, we're double what about dragon. Space Harrier Two. No, well, I don't. No, I have no love for that from back in the day. Like, cause I, you, you know, how I was being a kid. You're just playing stuff oh, that an like, Alex kid, an Alex kid. You're playing stuff that you know the box art looks interesting to you and stuff your friends are playing. None of my friends are fucking playing Sega, so it was like, all right, cool. Like by the time you get to Genesis, I I was one of the Genesis kids who I had gotten my Master System at a birthday for my birthday where it was that I pointed at. There's a tired story where I point and, and I get I see Ghostbusters. I point at that. And that's what I want. Mom says I get it. She buy they buy me that. Uncle Mike buys me the Master System, and I want to say it's before kindergarten and then 
in first grade, I remember being, I had done, I had gotten a great report card. And my mom's like, you, you know, what would you want as like a reward? And I was like, I want to get a Sega Genesis because I'm continuing it. Obviously, Sega's killing it. Why would I ever get off this train? Not to mention, mom. They do with Nintendo. The mis- mm. with, exactly. With the, ma- the Master System converter we can also buy, I can play my Master System games on the Sega Genesis. And they were like, well, that sounds like a great deal because you don't have to, you know, get rid of your whole collection. I'm like, damn yeah. right. And I, when I got my Genesis, it was when Sonic was bundled in. So it was already like... Oh, so you didn't get it at launch. I wasn't a launch kid for Genesis, no. I, I, I want to say, and it's so hard for me to, as a kid, try to keep the timeline straight. I want to say I got onto the Master System train late, but that can't be right. But maybe it was, because kids, it's also relative, right? Yeah. Like my friends at the time, I remember I bought that or got that, and then I'd start going to like Travis's house for people's houses, and they would have NESs. But I don't remember the first like time so I went to a house and somebody had an SNES or a Genesis. But I didn't get on until Sega, you know, which you know Blake's book is so great about the console wars when they jump started the campaign and put Sonic out on there, and that's when I got on board. And that's when like for me it kicks off with Sonic being there and being like turning that thing on and going from Master System to that. And not to mention even comparing it to just Nintendo, like how vibrant the colors are in Sonic and the speed of it and how it sounds. And then you know obviously Spider Man, Toe Jam, and Earl, all that. That's kind of what i when i think of my genesis era yeah. that's what i'm thinking of right yeah so sonic hedgehog one came out on june 23rd 1991 yeah so that it's interesting to me because like, i mean i was a, a very young kid at that point and for me growing up like the super nintendo i got mine at the kind of the tail end of the super yeah. nintendo so to me looking back and just hearing about like, even the console war that we were currently in it was like oh genesis snes like those are what's head to head i would have never known that the Genesis came out two whole years yeah. before. Yeah. If you Super haven't Nintendo. read Console Wars by Blake Harris, you need to get on it because it's a great book detailing that and wh- who they bring in to try to be, hey, we got to stop this. And, we got to. And Sonic it. came in and was like, yo, last line of the Whoa, whoa, I'm Sonic. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. You're going to put Roger Craig Smith out of a job. I know. When did SNES come out? The. The. 91? 26 years ago on August 13th, 1991. Thank you. Thank you, man. Well, I, I remember it from the show. I was just. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. I yeah, didn't mean to sound like a complete idiot. Like, I don't listen to you. I, just, <laughs> yeah, like, I couldn't no, remember. Cool. Yeah, man. Those are so what days. I'm going to do right now is I'm going to go pee like I told you I was going to. Okay, do you want Can some fill time? Yeah. Are no, you going to cut this out pee. or leave it in? I'm leaving it in. Oh, okay, cool. So I so Tim's going to pee. Episode. I kind of need to pee too. Go. I can I can handle this. Yeah? Yeah. You got the single show going? Yeah, of course. I'll go when when I hear the footsteps. Just go play swords. Uh, yeah. I mean, or you could pee in the sink while he pees in the toilet. Mm. You ever think of that? No one ever thinks they know about like speeding everything up. Poop in the, in the sink too. Nobody's pooping in the sink. No? Don't poop in the sink. That's fine. Hmm. What was the first console you remember buying at launch or at getting launch? at launch? Um, dude, I don't know if I ever. Okay, that's a lie. Um, probably the 360. Yeah, everything else I wait. I had to wait. Right, that, and that's the thing where it's like dates like this get so foggy for me in the way of like I'm a kid, so I don't. I don't think. And it's and I know it sounds so stupid. I don't. Know, maybe for young kids, it isn't that stupid to say. But like you know. I didn't have a subscription to EGM when I'm playing the Master System, so I don't even know. It would have been a TV ad that would have turned me on that the Genesis existed or somebody at school. And so then it is like, all right, let me wait till some like a birthday or, hey, we're, you know, you did great in your report card kind of thing. It was, I, I, and then I'm trying to think of like, I remember getting, of course, because I made bad decisions, a Sega Saturn the year it came out. So that would have been, but that was at Christmas still. That wasn't like I got it like on launch day. I think. The PlayStation 2, I think, is the first console I... And it was because the first console I ever bought with my own money where I was in line, got it at midnight, and that was that. Like, no, I remember awesome. I remember having to wait for... The, the PS2 was... Uh, I remember being at my friend's house and 
the three brothers had their games. Like it was like my friend TP played GTA three. Yeah. Uh, my friend Orly was playing Metal Gear Solid 2, and then my the oldest brother, Hector, was playing Devil May Cry. Mm, wow, what a um, fucking lineup yeah. that house had. And then uh, I didn't get my PS2 until February. I don't. Yeah, I think the first launch I ever got was 360. Now, So it's interesting, because now I'm thinking, well, that's going to be, I was going to say it's interesting, but it's probably not that interesting, is to go back to what, what is the console starting from there that I didn't buy at launch? Saturn. No, no, I had, uh, that's what we were talking. Well, I mean, you were, uh, we were saying, I was asking him, what's the first console you got at launch? Because this is so foggy for me, right? Because you're a kid, so it's birthdays or Christmases mm-hmm. or whatever. PS2 is the first one I got day and date. Saturn is the first one, and this is, that's probably a lie. Saturn is the first one I remembered getting in the year. Like, it was like, I got released, what, that was nine nine ninety nine, right? Yeah. So then I got it for Christmas. That so was Dreamcast. Tw- Oh fuck! So sat what was the Saturn so was just like this? Oh Saturn was the no no yeah but Saturn was the soft launch during E3 right where they were just like it's out today oh yeah yeah so that would have uh, what that, the hell just, uh, so I would have gotten it that year so like it had already been out through the summer and then yeah that would have been that Game Boy I got from Aunt Dell because my mom def- I remember my mom definitely being there's no way I'm paying hundred dollars a hundred dollars for a portable video game machine or whatever it was that's what she said about Game Boy dollars Aunt Dell bought it for me. Great. Thanks, Santa. Great system. Game Gear I would have gotten late, too. I never had a Game Gear. You didn't miss much. I didn't. You didn't miss My much. My friend had one. I had an Aliens game on there I liked. The Batman Returns game was good. Sonic was fun. It was, it was just Sonic. You know what I mean? But it wasn't just it Sonic. Wasn't Sonic it was Sonic, but, but you're a dumb kid. You know what I mean? Like, you I'm, don't know. I'm playing my game. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. And then, so since PlayStation 2... I guess it's kind of a boring... Yeah, I didn't buy a PS3 at launch, so I didn't buy that launch. Interesting, interesting. I got a GameCube at launch. Yeah, got was GBA. that your first one? I got a GBA at launch. I don't remember which is first. If memory serves, the GBA was first because I think that was around March 2001. That is correct because I remember... Wait, that one doesn't check out. No, it does. Yes. Or I April. remember being at... Uh, still living at home and having the EGM where they were... EGM was doing like the... Can my GBA guy. really take down a plane? Can it survive? They dropped it in the toilet. They did all these different oh, tests to shame. see how it would actually go. Huh? Shane? I forget if it was Shane or she or who was writing that article, but yeah. Pretty sure it was Shane. Okay, cool. Was that the issue that was yellow? Yeah, I think so. Mario on it coming yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big fan. Good issue. Really Good issue. Fan. Yeah, GBA got the GameCube. GameCube, I remember Kyle Hayes was going to buy it, so I, I was didn't late to. on PS2. I was late on Xbox. Xbox, I was extremely late on. Yeah, me too. Um, <clears throat> Final Fantasy VIII, bro. Oh, I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> The chair was covering right. It looked like a um, Windows XP background. I was late on PS3. I was late, I was on, PS3. late on 360. I was late on 360. I bought a Wii. Right, I was late on day. DS. DS, oh, I waited PSP. till light. I PSP light. was day one. Really? Oh, oh yeah. Nice. Uh, no, I waited on that too. Cause, uh, but it was just because I was poor in college. I, I wanted that thing. I saw. I watched that Death Junior trailer a thousand times. Yeah, I really did though. I was obsessed with it. For mine, it was that I graduated college, or I was graduating co- college, and I, I already walked and everything. But I finished my final summer course, and so like that Thursday before I started at the newspaper, I went out and bought that. I bought uh, PSP Luminous. Uh, yeah. Hot Shots, Twisted Metal Two Head On, and uh, uh, Ghostbusters on UMD. The movie? Yeah, I was like, if there's a format of Ghostbusters, I'm going to own it. I, was like, <laughs> I think I still have that UMD. You bug laser disc? No. It, it, was, it was a lie. You know what I mean? Like, it was uh. a stupid kid thing. But I think it's also that by the time I got to where I was purchasing my own media, like, yeah. laser disc was gone. I th- from then on, I was pretty on the money about it. I yeah. got my Wii, Wii U, three. No, I didn't get the 3DS. The okay. Wii, Wii U, Switch, 
PS4, Xbox One. The only ones I've ever gotten at launch were 360 and Switch. Wow, okay. No, and Xbox One. I got Xbox One at launch. Picked the wrong horse in that race, didn't you? Uh, I mean, I played a lot with my friends. <laughs> I played a lot. I actually had kind of a good time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the topic of the show. Tots, tots, tots. If you haven't already watched our Uncharted Lost Legacy review, you should go check that out now. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. I really liked it. I also really liked the set. And a lot of people. A lot of people. I was too. really impressed that so many people liked the set too. They really were. Yeah. Really nice. Really into it. Um, this is the, the jump off points from a question from this dude, Jordan. Jordan says, Jordan! Should new games in, a, in an established franchise be held to the standard of the best games in their series or should they be judged in their own games? After catching your crew's excellent review of Uncharted Lost Legacy, I love the review of a review there, mm. which can be found at youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. It link. can. Thank you, Jordan. Good I'm job, left Jordan. wondering how to assess the game. Based on your experiences, it's clear that Lost Legacy still offers the great gameplay the series is known for, but the story and the world building is a little lacking, placing it among the weaker games in the series, such as One and Golden Abyss. Is Lost Legacy a disappointment because it doesn't meet the expectations of Uncharted 2 through 4? Is it even appropriate to suggest that a game that reviews good or great is a disappointment if it fails to innovate in its gameplay or it fails to deliver an excellent story? I feel this may be becoming a growing problem in the future as we continue to get new entries in well-established franchises, and I'd like to know how to best judge these games. Thank you for your input, guys. In addition to this, read in the comments of our review and read the, the Nerdaft thread, and it reviews all over the world. Yeah. A lot of the comments are being like, this is supposed to be DLC. Why are you reviewing this like it's a real game? Like, why are you comparing it to under, other Uncharted? What do you think, Greg? It's a complicated issue. Uh, Jordan does a great job explaining some of it there. There was a person in our YouTube comments last night when it went live who was like, I just feel like you guys are being completely unfair. This is clearly DLC. It shouldn't be reviewed as such. And I responded, not in a dick way. I was just like, I understand where you're coming fuck from. Fuck your face. I, <laughs> fuck you and your mother. Now I was like, I 100%, I, I 100% disagree with you on this, but you know, teach their own kind of thing. The problem is video games don't exist in a vacuum in any way, shape, or form. And so I think when you're talking about... It's the same way Tomb Raider gets compared to Uncharted or any other third-person action we're telling a story game gets compared to Uncharted. And I was talking to a friend about it who was like, man, you know, you guys came off more negative in this review than I was expecting you to. And I was like, well, we got in front of it. And I'm like, I think the problem is... We're comparing something in the same universe from the same developer with the same characters to four games that really were industry defining in a lot of different ways in terms of like what the course is and what the fucking bar for video games and console gaming is and what a bar for exclusives is and what the bar for what it means to be the best studio in a first party stable and honestly probably the industry. You can't and that, that's why I think it's so interesting that. We, we come off negative in quotes. We, we definitely sound like, ah, oh, it's good. It's great. No, it's great even. You know, you, it's, there's a little bit in the review of us trying to convince ourselves or trying to figure out where we land, but I think it's because the, it's such a slippery slope and the footing's so unsure when you're talking about the fact of, well, it is just DLC and they did just turn it around in a year, but it is this, but it is Uncharted and it is Naughty Dog. And, it, and I think Andy puts it really well in the review when he's like, it's, great, it's a great game. This game is better than 90% of games out there. That's the takeaway from it. That's what you're talking about is like a giant overall. Let's look at the video game landscape industry and what you'd want to play and how it all is going to. Also, I don't out. know if it's ninety percent, but that's what you said. 
but you know, that's what you fucking said. You know, it's kind of just. I mean, I, I think it's ninety percent. And and I think then that's the, so that's the one way to look at it with that lens on, and then you put the other lens on of let's compare it now to the other Uncharted's, and I think that's where you get into it. And another person I was talking to about all this, and I've seen kicked around is like, oh well, you know, it is DLC, it is this, and it's like, no, it's not. You know what I mean? They they stepped away from that. They yep. they made a point of this is bigger than DLC. That's this, why it, I set it apart. And this is it's going to be it's bigger than we thought it was going to be. It is a forty dollar experience. We're pressing it on a disc and we're putting it out and do these different things. For me, it's interesting. <laughs> What's fascinating about it is the fact that I don't know if it's the way we've been following it because we're doing games daily and doing just E three coverage and stuff where they were making a big deal of like this is a this isn't DLC this is a full fledged thing blah, blah blah and that got in our head a bit in terms of like what to expect from yep. it but then even to compare it to Infamous uh, First Light where people were like oh man this is uh, I you know Infamous First Light didn't get compared to this that and the other and I was like that's an interesting comparison I didn't bring up at the time in the yeah. review at all and when I think back on Infamous First Light I'm like. Well, I liked Infamous First Light better than I liked Infamous Second Son. And I thought Fetch was a better character. And I start getting into it. I'm like, why doesn't this... Why, what, what were the inconsistencies there on why I'm not feeling the same way? Nadine. No, well, she's part of it, sure. But it's the fact that First Light, her Fetch's powers are completely different than Delson's. So already, even though I'm exploring the same city and doing similar things, it feels different. Whereas this is like Chloe's powers... In quotes, you are, are the female same, Nathan Drake. Yeah, are they're the same as Drake's, right? I have a rope, I have the ability to climb, I have the ability to slide, and it's like, oh, that's an interesting thing where you can use the same world and the same characters over here, but you're switching it and flipping it and giving me something new to play with, which makes it feel different. And I think I'd have to get in and correct me if I'm wrong. And I can check it while you guys talk because I've gone on way too long, and I apologize. Is the fact that that was a game that was clearly DLC, even though I think it, it uh, it was DLC. It was standalone. And I want to say it was 19 bucks, but I'm going to double check that now. I think th- this whole DLC thing, the labeling of what these games are, gets really complicated. A second ago, Limbo was on the wall. Limbo, I think, was one of the first games to usher in the idea of people being like, D- do we call it DLC? It's not that DLC for another game. It's just a downloadable game, like these XBLA games, right? And it took a long time, and then eventually they got defined as indie games, right? And we can kind of refer to that, and people will know what we're talking about. When DLC started, and it was just like character packs and skins for things and color changes for Street Fighter um, or whatever it was, microtransaction stuff, there was that. But then it was like, all right, cool. Now there's substantial single-player content Mm -hmm. being added, and it goes back to the PC days of expansion packs like StarCraft and then Brood War or whatever, or Diablo 2, and it had hits. It's like, or or wow, you know, and all that stuff. Uh, But then we get to a point where I feel like we started getting that level of expansion pack on consoles. Examples include Mario Kart 8 and how much content it added for its tracks. Um, Bioshock with uh, the Minerva's Minerva's Den for Bioshock 2 and stuff, which is that is totally an example of that's a game. You know, that is a standalone thing that took the system of. Bioshock 2, but did something different with it. And I feel like we're at a point now with things like First Light and um, and with Uncharted and all that, where it's like we don't need to label them and compare them any differently than they're just video games. And it's like comparing it to its $40 price point, I think, is the most yeah. important factor to, to keep in mind. And real quick, 15 bucks right now. For infamous first light, that's not a sale. I, I would assume that was the price it was at launch too. I haven't been able to dig up an older thing. Mm. I, I feel like um, I feel like Naughty Dog was sort of in a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation because they 
when it was coming out, again, what Greg was mentioning earlier, like we were expecting a small three hour campaign, maybe two and a half hours ish, very mm-hmm. similar to uh, Left Behind. Uh, to Left Behind. Ten and, bucks, by the way. And um, mm. and then they said, well, you know what, guys, this is actually a lot bigger, right? So they set that expectation that this is going to be a much bigger game and this is like its own standalone video game. And then, but I feel like they would, if, I feel like they had to say that in order to justify their $40 price 100%. point. So it's, it's like, well, do we set the expectation low, but then try to sell for 40 bucks? Or do we, you justify know, justify why? Th- yeah, it yeah. And it is, and that's the thing. It is longer. It is this. Uh, it is longer than the other ones we're bringing up. It, it, you know, there's more to this game. It's seven and a half hours for me to beat. I'm gonna go back and play it again on crushing to do that. I'm gonna go back and get sto- the trophies. I'm, and I'm gonna get the platinum in it. The treasures. What I was trying to drive at. Whereas first light, I beat that first time, and I know people stuck around and did the challenge rooms. I didn't like the challenge rooms. I know Colin loved the challenge rooms at the time. I bounced out and never played it again, but I enjoyed what I did. Mm. Left Behind is the same way. I played through it once and I never went back and I enjoyed the story and I was done with it. Both of those exceeded the expectations I had for what we were promised, if that makes sense. Right. You know, if they, if they were DLC, even though they're standalone, similar yeah. to what this is, but the price structure, because especially what you're talking about, where it's like, all right, cool, now $40 games is like that Ratchet and Clank. Mm-hmm. Ratchet and Clank's a $40 Crash game. Crash Bandicoot's a $40 yeah. game. Like, there's a lot of content there. And it's like, comparing this to that, it gets complicated. We talked about this a little bit at the end of our review discussion yesterday, but what should this game cost? Like, do we think that this game is worth $40 and like, all right, sure, it has the multiplayer suite and all that, but you got to assume that most people already have um, Uncharted, Uncharted 4. 4. Uh, I mean, if you don't got to assume that, like that, I don't know how much of a like, incentive, incentive that, is, yeah. that is if they're not already interested in and they haven't already invested in it. So this story, the, that campaign, is it worth $40? And I don't think the answer is no. I do. I think, think it's that, hard to say no. Yeah. <laughs> Like I feel like Naughty Dog games are so good, and even yeah. this game is so good and just breathtakingly beautiful, and it takes you on a journey. And even if it is a lot of the same gameplay mechanics before, those gameplay mechanics are fun. They're fun. Yeah. And I went home last night thinking, I was like, because we brought up the, what I said a couple weeks ago about like I would be totally down for an annualized Uncharted. If I got this every year, I would be super down for that. Like with just different characters and give me different side stories. I feel like the reason I'm most down on it at the end of the day is the is Nadine's character and that sucks because had this been um Sam and Sully, Sully. it'd be like all right cool if it had been Cutter and Chloe like all these different things but I'm like you pick somebody I don't like already yeah but at the end of the day I still really liked it and it's I, I sound like I'm hating on Nadine she's fine well real quick just to put it all on the table is it because you're a sexist or a racist it's a little bit of that's both. what I told him yeah, yeah yeah it's both of those things he pled the fifth but. um I do think the review would have been a lot more positive had I've been well had we been able to gush about those four moments that they told us we couldn't spoil sure yeah that's a good point too and that I would have gushed point. about them so, yeah well later like, on we'll do a spoilery section either on this show or yeah. kind of funny games daily at the end we could do something but yeah, it's an it's been interesting because honestly, it, you know, you say that you take this annualized if they could do it. Well, well, for me, after playing this, I'm like, no, like I really would much rather you take the two three years and come back with an Uncharted, yeah. it, it, not if it, 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 even if it isn't Nathan. But I'm also totally. I was I was caught off guard last night, and it's rare that I'm when we for video games usually 
we're all in the same ballpark when it comes to reviews. And now, granted, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this game's a four or something like that. But I, when I saw IGN was the first I, we, I was up last night, posted my tweet, saw IGN going, like, okay, clicked in, and I read Marty's like tweet about. It. I was like, oh, that's really positive. I'm gonna wonder what they did and went in there, seven five, and I was like, dang, that's low. But it's also like. I understand how IGN scale and they want to explore it and 75 is good, right? And I'm not saying I personally, if I was still in the shoes, I think I would be a little bit higher than that, but not much. Maybe it, it would have been like, I think somebody like you and we would have talked it out and you would have talked me up to an eight probably. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But then they go around and I, I'm like, oh, I, this is going to be the, this is how it's going to be. And I started clicking. I'm like, oh, a nine, oh, an eight, five, oh, and 10. Like, it's like you go to the gaffer and it's like, huh? Okay. Like. I'm don't get me wrong. I don't hate this game. I like this game. You should play this game if you like Uncharted. I still think you could skip it and not miss much because you played Uncharted 4 probably. But I was like, damn, like these are really fucking stellar scores for this game that I didn't expect. I my, yeah, I want to sort of edit my score that I gave it last oh, night. Oh, here we go. Because you I, ended up at a 152 out of 7. I gave it out of I gave it a 152 out of 174, and I'm gonna bring it down because I, I, I once I did the math, I sort of like started working with the ratios and the fractions and stuff and you know, exponents and PEMDAS. Please excuse man. my dear Aunt Sally, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm going to probably change it to 139 out of 174. Oh, that's a harsh fall. That's a big fall. No, I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do. That's the way it's, the, it's, the cookie the game. Is. I mean, the game development industry, it's cutthroat. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know it. You've been on the inside. Yeah. You know better than most the of inside. us. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I The more I think about it, the more I enjoy the game. And I think what it comes back to is... What disappoints me the most is the Nadine situation and the fact that it's all the gameplay mechanics from four just again and again and again. Yeah. Um, and what I'm thinking about the annualization stuff, like you talking about Uncharted Three and Uncharted Four and how they're all industry defining. It's like I, I stand by I think Uncharted Three is just more Uncharted, which I was totally down for. Sure. But I didn't it didn't feel de- redefining the way the two did. And I feel like four just brought it to the next gen, but like didn't do anything groundbreaking. It was just more Uncharted. And I actually think that Uncharted is better suited for a smaller experience, but I feel like this wasn't the perfect first shot at it because of what, like I was saying in, my, in the review this feels like the middle of an Uncharted game mm. I feel like it had this had a stronger beginning and a stronger end I would have been like oh man what a tight great experience great for an awesome Uncharted and I'm like I would want that every year because I do feel like the Uncharted games kind of get a little long in the tooth where sure. when you start getting to your fifth location overstay their welcome of, bit, you're yeah. just like I right, got this thing oh man looks like we're going across the world to this other place like if once a year I could get six hours that are of an even higher quality than Lost Legacy, I'd be way happier than even getting one Uncharted every... I mean, it takes a long time to make Five games. years. <laughs> well, okay, it took a year to do this, but that's yeah. there's no new mechanics. That, exactly. That's why. And, that, and that's the trade-off you get, yep. right? And, and they had so the character models like, for the most part. Sure. Already. Yeah. And I think that's one of the, the interesting thing of like, to the character models to all these different things, is the fact that what you're talking about, like what usually like you know, bookends Uncharted to make them special, right? It's like, all right, we're playing as a kid. We're getting a flashback. We're experiencing this. And I think this game could have benefited from that in a way of... So- there was no there was no young Drake moment, like we always talk, we used to talk about on Beyond, right? Where you're playing, you're like, what the fuck, really? That. But it was just, it was out of the so blue much. and it caught you off guard, no? Yeah, I don't like it. Uh, no, but yeah, it did. And you're right. And I, I think that with this game, uh, when we first saw the trailer, I think we expected it to be a different Uncharted, and we ended up just getting the same Uncharted. Like seeing it in that opening scene of her uh, in the PSX demo when she had the, yeah, yeah, the hood on for us, she didn't have the hood. That 
was much slower paced and it felt like a different type of game. And I was like, oh, wow, is this adventure with Chloe and Nadine going to be a bit more Last of Us where it is a tighter camera and mm-hmm. it is more exploring and figuring out the worlds and less walk, 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 climb, 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 shoot, 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 drive, drive. You know, it's just like very just this and then this and then this and then this. And I that's where I think that they lost the um, opportunity to do something unique, even having the same Uncharted 4 base. Yeah, it's so weird to talk about this game because we do talk about it in a way that I just feel like we sound like we don't I feel like, like we're it. shitting on it. <laughs> but I do like it and I do think it's great. And I guess like that's the thing is since there was no for me in this game and even with the stuff we can't talk about. Right. I talked about there being three like, you know, moments in it where I was like, oh, fuck, that's different. That's cool. For me, there was no special moment. Yep. There was no boom. Oh, that was fucking aw-. like it was. Oh, this is good the entire time. And when you compare that to what Naughty Dog does in every other one of their games, that's the problem I'm having. Even the left behind or yeah, left behind hmm. where I was like, whoa, fuck that is. Oh, holy shit. And that's just a story beat hmm. that wasn't getting sucked out of plane doing this, yeah. doing that. You know what I mean? But like then there are for the other ones, there are cruise ships and planes and trains and all these things where you're like, Wow, this is fucking incredible. I think that one story beat for me really had that. I had that. It had that effect in, on me. In this least. one? Yeah. Uh, this, uh, oh, okay. Like I, that That to me, the acting in that scene was so well done. The acting was really um, good there. Don't get me wrong. It was like, I felt like as I was watching, I was like, this is why Naughty Dog is the best at what they do. Like, Everything, every attention, the attention to detail put into all the the acting. I wish we could talk about this. I know. Because now it's like, because my thing about it is I, I thought it was fine. I thought it was predictable, number one. And then I think it was just that, uh, let's step back from it, yes. right? In terms of just, let's fuck, forget the moment, right? It comes back to like, I felt that throughout it, the narrative, in the, especially in the very beginning when everybody's talking of... Nadine and Chloe's so similar and Chloe's is done so well and Nadine's was done so poorly that I think that like if they would have just doubled down on one of them and made that one awesome and that one like oh maybe maybe that would have been a bigger deal for me Mm. but that's hard this is all very hard to talk about without Mm. talking about it so coming to kind of funny games daily next week probably Tuesday or Wednesday yeah well it's August 17th the game comes out five days oh it's for everyone else it's still not even out for a while Right, August twenty second. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You're yeah, right. Yeah. So, well, once you play it, let us know in the comments below what you think about it and how you would review this game and how you think this game should be reviewed. I think that's the more important mm-hmm. conversation there. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank that's you yeah. for joining you. Yeah. yeah. Joey, did you ca- did you keep up with all of my game development terms that I was throwing God in there? Right. Volumetric fog. Oh, a lot, yeah. of, a <laughs> lot of parallaxing. Oh, that's like what the, I've heard. Like Hal Jordan when he went crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Until mm. next week, I love you. Bye, guys. Love you. I love you so much. I want to kiss you so bad. I want to kiss you. <laughs>